Jazz, I've messaged you a few times about this issue. Uh-oh. And... What is it? It became apparent on our... One of our last uploads where... And this is... I'm going to put 25% of this on me and 75% on you. Cool. Because you go to make a point... Oh, and then I change the subject? And then just before you get to the end of the point, you just go on a random tangent and I just don't know like where you're going with it. And then it like it jumbles up and I can't edit that into a social clip and I've tried to edit, like you make really good points, but then like the last one we uploaded, I was in just like breaking through mine. I was like, oh, like, yeah, we're obviously talking about cost of living with like gigs and festivals and people are like, yeah. Cost of living's bad, but like rents, like people got to pay rent and they're putting it just as cost of living in general. Yeah. And people were like, where's the context? And I was like, I can't bring context because putting context in with you is so hard because you'll just go on a tangent. <laughs> so from now on. If I'm making a point, I have to make the point straight away. Well, not straight away. Just fucking finish a point. Holy shit. Also, um, you could totally just edit the first bit, crop it, and then edit the bit where I finish the point. Yeah, I know, but then, like, it just doesn't... It looks awkward. Nah, fair. So, well, like, I've, I actually did that with a few clips. I will do my best to finish my points. But now that we've talked about TikTok, I feel like every episode starts about TikTok now. One thing I want to say is people do not listen. No. Nah. I've noticed a lot of our videos um, will be talking about something and people, like, hear one tiny thing and then just go on a tangent and stuff. And I'm like, that's actually not what we talked about. I want to bring up specifically the Groovin video where I talked about why they potentially might have cancelled so early mm. um, and about how, like, uh, festivals have to kind of sell a certain amount before a certain date. It had nothing about the lineup. It had nothing to do with, like, it being a bad lineup that tickets didn't sell because of the lineup. It had nothing to do with the lineup. It was literally just, like, I was given, like, an explanation between any festival and event and, like, how ticket sales work and why they may cancel an event prior. And everyone's like, yeah, it was a shit lineup. I'm like, I didn't. It, this wasn't to do with that, but good job. Or, like, the cost of living video as well. Everyone would, like, hear what I said they're like oh yeah but blah 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 and I'm like did you not listen to the whole part of it I said I understand this however this like people just hear one thing and just go with it I'm like did you watch the full video anyway no yeah, well you got that's told, social media you got told to shut up which is like yeah. someone funny. was just like shut up no I got called um no. the king of yap oh fair um which I'll take I'll, I'll tuck it on the resume um, I like that one, King of Yap. I like to yap, yap, yap a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was good. And, mm. like, I didn't know if that was good or bad. I'm guessing bad. Um, so, I'll be like, eh, whatever. But it was on one of, I think it was on the Guardian bit that I did. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. That's what you think. But um, I think we've got to get a little bit better at normalising context for our socials. Yeah. Um, well, maybe in our, like, not the caption, but what you write, we could write, like, blah, 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 blah like about what we're talking about yeah or in the I, caption put what we're talking yeah i do I, I went back mm. and changed that caption just so people because i usually don't take time for captions but i think i will now um but we will I, add context from now on fam i just thought it was like i didn't want to blame anyone because like i didn't know how to put like there's some punters that are blaming it and then others aren't and then you know um Whenever festival organisers come out, they go, oh, cost of living is a point, but I didn't want to solely put it on them. So I just said, like, I put all of us in one pool, which, mm. you know, I probably um, generalised it too hard, which is fair. Um, but we're improving. We're yeah. listening. But some people are just fucking rude. Oh, do you know what I've noticed? Um, and I've spoken about it, like, with a few people. 
people just love being negative about the music scene at the moment. Mm. And pe- people can be like, no, nah, well, it's like, it's the music scene's fault. Like, but I'm like, no, you don't actually have to be negative. Like, if you don't like a lineup, that's so fine. Music is subjective. Mm. We're aware people uh, were like blown away when we. When we came to that realization, <laughs> people have different music. <laughs> um, music I wonder is subjective. If I, said, I wonder if I had said that, that if it would have got as much hate. But then there was another people person. People were that, so mean. They were like, "Oh wow, oh my god, a girl realized music is subjective." I'm like, "No, they, they put me in there as well." They went, "A yeah. girl and a boy have a podcast and realize that music is subjective." And I was like, "Yeah, we." I'm like, "Well, yeah, you guys but, are the people that are hating on lineups, so it's like, well, obviously you don't realize that it is." But I think we, like. Um, I think we've turned a few of our haters, not into followers, but more into people that want to have discussions with us. Yes. Like there's 100%. a lot of people that have like maybe a month ago, six weeks ago, would just put in real shit comments and we don't do that. And we reply, if they're just normally shit comments, we'll be sarcastic and sometimes hmm. they'll be sarcastic back. And then, but then there's also the conversations where we have, where it's like, I had a conversation recently on TikTok, how we were both proving the same point, but. Coming like, at it from different coming angles. at it from different angles. So yeah. then at the end of it, like they apologise and they went, "Oh, I realise that we're coming at it from the same point." So it's like TikTok. If you're just reading it, you can read it with a different view. Mm. Um, and that's you know, if you're nice to each other, you can have a laugh of it at the end. But if you're saying shit things, like even if you yeah. agree, you've been a shit person or an asshole. Yeah, I don't know. I just was like reading through everything recently, which everyone says don't read the comments, but it's also handy to read comments for us to improve as mm. well. Most but of the comments. A lot of people are just straight out rude. And like a lot of these comments as well, I just want to say like people, if you're attacking us personally, okay, whatever, you do you, bud. But it's when like people are being just really negative about lineups, whatever situations. It's just like, do you, in my head, I'm thinking, wow, do you really think that's helpful though? If you just comment on a, on a video and go, that's a shit lineup. Or I can't believe Groovin, or I'm just using Groovin, Groovin as an example right now. If someone goes, oh, that was shit like shit lineup. Do you think Groovin's promoters like they did so bad? Blah blah blah. It's like, do you genuinely think that comment there is helpful? Because in my mind, it's not. It just will make people feel bad. Maybe you go, hey guys, didn't love this lineup. However, you know what I would, who I would love to see on this lineup is this person, this person, this person. Mm. This is how I think maybe they should go on in the future, which can make it better. Just constantly shitting on lineups, festivals, people, just the music scene in general is not helping. And like, it's just like people just love being negative at the moment, which I think is awful. We've got a lot of comments like that though, going, oh, I would love to see so-and-so. Which is um, great. Like on the Splendor prediction one that I did, I put uh, Two Door Cinema Club and like Fred again and that type of stuff. Mm. And people were like, oh, yep, this would be awesome. I also want to see blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool. Like that's constructive. So helpful. Um, but I'm going to go from constructive to just, fuck, I might get a big shit for this. I am so glad Taylor Swift is gone. Do you know what I've noticed is like I don't watch the news but, like, I put it on this morning and it was talking about Taylor Swift. And I was speaking to my mum about it who is, watches the news every single yeah, morning. So and she's like, oh, my God, every morning all they talk about is Taylor Swift. And she goes, I'm actually over it. My mum mm. doesn't really listen to music. My mum, however, would know Taylor Swift more than she would know any of the artists that I listen to. Yeah, because yeah. my mum, like, listens to the radio. And she was like, I'm actually just over it, Jazz. Like, I don't care. And I was like, so fair. It's like, if maybe they gave, like, 15 minutes of, like, each morning of what they were giving to Taylor Swift to Australian music, how much better would the Australian music scene be right now? That's what I said last week, mate. You just... It takes you a while to get there, but Mm. then you just echo it. It's good. Um, I'm fine that Pink's here, 
because like she gets though. like one story every couple days like obviously her not getting let into um a manly wharf or something what? yeah she because she didn't have her id <laughs> so like they followed the laws pink, pink doesn't have her id yeah, she didn't have her ID, so they didn't let her in so that was a story for a wow. day and then like um there's other stories about you know tickets and that but it's like that's a i think that's all it needs um, and I'm not sick of seeing pink stories because it's not brought up every five minutes. So mm. I'm pretty like, and I think her last shows tonight, maybe or whatever. But when I woke up this morning and saw Taylor Swift's final shows done, I was like, thank God. But if I said like, and you know, might get some shit for saying that just because, um, it's Taylor Swift. But if I said the same thing about pink, I don't think anyone would be pissed off because like Taylor Swift's fans are like... Don't get me wrong. Like, Taylor Swift would be cool to see live. Like, I'm not yeah. going to spend an arm and oh, leg yeah, her, to go her, see her. her show like, awesome. everyone knows her music. You know, it's Taylor Swift. It's mm. like, you kind of... Well, I don't know. I grew up on that sort of music, like, on the radio and stuff. Mm. So, it's not that we... Like, I don't like her. It's nothing to do with that. Like, if I got the opportunity to go see a show, I would go see the show. Obviously, I wouldn't spend a billion, trillion dollars. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't wait in a queue for ages to get a ticket. That's what I do for Zach Bryan. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, uh, like I, I love, like she's a great artist, but I don't want to see her on the news every morning. I want to know like what the most expensive tickets were and the least expensive because I was told. Someone said someone was eight, like $80. $80 for Taylor Swift. Are you sitting mm. next to the toilets or like? <laughs> oh, well the thing is though, I want to just use an example. Now obviously Taylor's at like stadiums and stuff, mm. but say for like, so Noah Khan just did it like a tour early mm. Feb and like in Brisbane he played River Stage and I think I paid I think it was like 112 or something for the ticket something like that it was ju- just over 100 um whereas he played he must have played a stadium or something like that in Sydney or Melbourne or one of those ones and people were saying oh my god the cheapest ticket was like $300 and I was like what no the way. fuck but like I only play, paid 100 so I think it'll obviously depend on your venue as yeah, well as the prices like different venue might not like charges as much i guess mm. but yeah it, that's pretty good if it was you know 80 dollars. that's reasonable however like people are spending money on flights they put on additional flights to melbourne yeah. for the fl- for like the tour i saw the um the, the thing that pissed me off the most <laughs> was uh, the people were flying to taylor swift and they started all together singing, singing a taylor swift yeah. song i was on that flight Oh, I would man. join in. I would like. I would prefer thirty crying babies than listening to that. Like, and you, I don't know. You wouldn't it, be able to turn it off. You wouldn't be able to leave. You would just, you just have put to your sit headphones there. In. But what if I forgot my headphones or like yeah, what, you know? Oh, you know that's fuck. If it's a good song, like if it's like, oh, fuck, I'll accept karma and that's it. I will sing. Oh my god! Why can't I think of the, like a Romeo and Juliet song? Well, oh my story? god, love story. I was like, why can't I think of the name of it? If it was that, I'd be like, yeah. Or like, um. I think it's like we whenever. Shake it off. I know that oh, one. Oh nah. That was in my cheer. Like that part of that song was in my cheer routine back in the day when I used to do cheerleading. So I like know a lot of the words to it. I used to work at a theme park, and I used to have to stand. It was during COVID times, mm. and I just have to stand at one spot, and you couldn't really move for hours on end. And they just rinse Taylor Swift, hmm. shake it off. And I was just like, by the end of it, I just... You're just over it? Well, like, I never, I was never a huge fan in the first place, but far out, yeah. I'm um, just not the biggest fan. And maybe if her fan base wasn't so invested. But, like, also good on them. You know, like, 
You can't shit on people for liking her and having no, there's, supportive there's fans. There's liking and then there's taking it to the next level and like just, um, it's like TMZ in Australia type vibes. It's like they go out to dinner and there's like people waiting out the front. Yeah. Like that's, in yeah, Australia, that's gross. You're going to get that with like any sort of celebrity, unfortunately. Like Harry Styles when he came here. Mm. Like, unfortunately, you're going to get that. If you're famous, you're going to get that. That's it's like, just what it's, it is. Uh, oh, no, I'll bring it up a little bit later. That's why. So I remember like back in the day, you could like get those questions. It's like, would you rather be rich or famous or like all famous? Yeah. I would always say rich oh, because fuck rich. being famous. Like it's cool every once in a while. People are like, oh, you're from breaking through, but not people being like, oh my God. You know, like paparazzi. Fuck being famous. I mean, it'd be cool to experience paparazzi like once. I'll, I'll go hide in the bushes. Like full on, like just... Like Brenton, Brenton. Especially if I'm pissed as well. Yeah. Oh, I would do the dumbest shit. Oh, God. Um, so that'd be fun to experience once. But I'm just um, like, I think the Blink-182 Blink crowd was really good. Like they didn't, but they, obviously think... they have an older I demographic. I didn't see one news or anything about them really. I heard about it because like Blink-182, but I didn't really see any like publicity about it. <laughs> and they were trolling a little bit. They were tr- uh, trolling the Swifties and then... Um, I think one of them got a photo with Taylor Swift as well, just for like, because their shows are like next door to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that was good, and it was, they didn't get many stories. I think I saw like one or two. Yeah. So I was happy with that. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we can kind of go back to normal and focus on yeah. um, domestic Australian Maybe issues. Maybe we should just tell the media outlets, talking to you, that now that Taylor Swift's tour is done and things like that, it's like keep keep that the little segment you had every morning on her, yeah. keep that, but but put it towards Australian music. Been watching Australian Idol? No, but do you know I know the guy that plays guitar in like. About the, to bring this up. Okay. Um, <laughs> my dad loves all those like Australians Got Talent, yeah. X Factor, those type of shows, um, and he's watching Australian Idol at the moment, and I think it's like the top twenty-one, and. Uh, the bloke with the guitar was singing and I was like, he That's looks... not how I'm talking about, but anyway. Oh, okay. Um, he looks so familiar and I was like, I think he's in a band. Is he? I'm going to Google him. Um, and I saw this morning, he is in a band. He's in Nana's Pie. Oh! Yeah. Oh my God. I know exactly who you're talking about last night because my parents were watching it last night and I, he was performing yeah and i thought oh, he looks familiar but yeah. then i was like nah probably just seen him on tv yeah. yeah they played at marquetta recently yeah so mm. um and we've been um keeping an eye on them for the last little bit really like them beautiful band like beautiful voices beautiful yeah. like yeah. music oh unreal so um and i can't think of does that mean do you think he's going to take a solo career no oh. i don't think so but, well, I mean, he could, but, like, it's cool that, you know, he's just going on there and he's also got his band and, yeah, you know, they awesome. do cool stuff. Um, and if you think back to people that have, you know, gone from Australian Idol into kind of the Triple J-esque scene, mm. you go back in the day, Matt Corby started on Australian Idol. Wow, okay. Um, Lisa Mitchell started on Australian Idol. Uh, off the top of my head, can't think, obviously, you know, you've got Shannon and Old Guy Sebastian and all that. But you've that's got, more, like, Jessica Malboy. Jessica Malboy, that's, like, yeah, that's more, that's more the commercial side. Yeah. But I was thinking, what if we did, like, an Oz Australian Idol, but, like, I, I don't think TV's the format for it anymore. Mm. And, you know, kind of just have it for, you know, people like Nana's Pie, those type of bands, mm. or, you know, the little um, Aussie pop acts and kind of get a more diverse genre and just run it through TikTok. Oh, yeah. So then, like... It's like a battle of the bands kind of vibe. But, yeah. like, I don't know what you'd win. 
but something cool like that, you know? Like, what if what if Splendor did, like, a Battle of the Bands or something, or did, like, a, I don't know, you had, like, because I think the auditions are cool. Yeah. Um, or, like, just, you don't know what they sound like, and it's like, hey, we're so blah, 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 and then, you know, I'm sure you could get three judges, like, Matt Corby, um, I'm sure, like, one of the June Rats or something, <laughs> to add that, yeah. like, comedic value, um, and then maybe someone, like... I was going to say Amy Shark. She's on, on the Australian She's on Idol. it, yeah. Um, I can't, off the top of my head, like maybe Thelma Plum or someone or like even, that. Or even getting like a promoter or something. to Like the and whichever, like say if Splendor did it, getting like a Splendor promoter to be on it or I'd, something like that. Yeah, I'd, I mean, that would be cool. Like if you go, because I don't, but judges, they bring like, you know, face value to it. Mm, yeah, so true. maybe like how they have um, like, mentors and that type of stuff you can have like um people like event promoters from that yeah. you can have like the like imagine getting um paul kelly on there as a mentor or something yeah, wow. and just like kind of dropping that in you could make it go for a, you know a few weeks even a month and yeah. then cut down cut down cut down and then you win you know a, a slot for splendor or like a national festival yeah. like when list listen out it's not a good good one but like maybe uh beyond the valley or something yeah. like you get to go play there or um, a national festival like wildlands or something we'll think of like we'll be on the valley and even um like laneway did it where they had like Laneway's each, a good one. each area they had like a small artist that played so they had like chloe dad they had like molly, uh, molly millington yeah platonic um, sex in brisbane yeah exactly so there was like each area they added a few it's like you could do something like that where it's like you get the opening slot if you win well, like I'm, a battle I'm, of the band sort of six triple or j like that. have that one at the moment so that's like the triple j spl- yeah. slot oh okay um, yeah cool right well even like maybe this will come across triple j and they could start it up we could start it up we don't have an event but <laughs> we don't well, have an event we well, don't have the money to do it well, we don't have the promotion to do it i did that for dream sound for my event yeah. now it was tiny it was nowhere near as big as like these events but we did a battle of the bands and mm. like cosmic vice won and got the opening spot at dream sound mm. but like we had some really cool bands that yeah. applied like we had um the manager now these are all like young kids yeah. that all like they're still in school like they were like 15 14 and they i like they almost they almost won they got second actually mm. and it's like they killed it and it was like really cool and we had like loose um goose. we had loose goose we had local romance we had loose goose's first ever show yeah was our battle of the bands we had day sick like we had some really cool local bands that like hadn't heard of before or like hadn't come across we had like um lip line we had like mm. heaps of really cool bands so yeah it was awesome to do things like that and I guess, and like Concrete Gold as well. I'm just, mm. don't want to forget anyone. But, like, we were, yeah. ta- we were talking the other week about like trying to, you know, in between lineup announcements to tickets for festivals, like that type of promotion's good because you, for one, you can follow along, two, yeah. you can get invested, and three, there's like a really good, you know, kind of ending to it. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, um, people can care about these acts people can be invested in these acts yeah and it's also heaps and heaps of content for these festivals yeah exactly um so i was just thinking about that it's like what if you did like an australian idol and it's just kind of had a you know tiktok new age kind of gen z-esque mm. type feel to it and obviously you wouldn't call it australian idol but like same similar format yeah um and like it's kind of known that like if you win Australian Idol we get like one song and then like you kind of disappear yeah um and that's with like all the big even like even like say like Jessica Malboy and like Ricky Lee and like those like known artists like 
people know who they are. They see them that you're like you're you're famous. Like people mm. know who they are. But they also like for us, it's probably not the music that we listen to, and yeah. they're probably not the icons for us. Yeah. Not saying that they're not for other people, but like it would be really cool, I think, to see like people like standing up and being those kind of icons for our genre of music and going through similar things as well. Yeah, Aussie Idol's more for like that commercial, like your song is going to get played on Nova and yeah, and like hit and that type of the stuff. Pop and, sort of scene. But as and well. it's like obviously TV is good for the. Uh, older generations mm. but like our generations don't really watch tv maybe they need to put it on netflix netflix could be good mm. but then like you'd have to do it like pretty much live and yeah. like how would voting work with that type of stuff yeah true um yeah. obviously yeah make it a tiktok series a tiktok series would be really good and like that can go viral like that mm. where are all our, all our new artists coming from tiktok tiktok so i think like a tiktok Aussie Idol idea lasts for maybe a month, six weeks at most. Um, and like it lines up like maybe two or three weeks before Splendor. Yeah. And then they get to play at Splendor. That's more, more content. More content Obviously yeah. Splendor, if you take this idea for next year, um, I would like some, I got to stop putting these ideas on podcasts. Yeah. Cause they're getting pretty fucking good. Well, at least if we like, we know that if someone steals the idea, it's ours. Yeah, it's on audio. We'll sue you. It's, it's on audio. I don't yeah. know how to sue. I don't know how to sue, Emma, sue when, either. We won't sue you. No, but like... But I'll hit you up via email and say, Oi, that's that's our idea. Yeah, well, I'll take free tickets and free booze or not. Yeah, done. You don't even have to pay us. No, nah. oh, and flights if it's not on the Gold Coast. Yeah, fair cool. Byron and Splendor is fine though. For what? Because we can just drive. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, fun. camping tickets would be nice too. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, if Splendor, you take any of our ideas, vehicle, three-day mm. and camping cars, What about please. glamping? Would you want glamping? No, I like being able to take my van, but I have a van. So, like for you, I guess if you want to glamp, then you a can glamp, give him like glamping. That, there's not much fun in glamping. I have glamped before. Have you? Yeah. But it was like, so the big tents that they used... Um, they like other companies like for Groove and they hired companies yeah. and you could it was like a glamping style thing mm. but it was like super cheap but they used like the same type of tents mm. um because you obviously can't you know do a proper camping yeah. well last year I took my van mm. and I took my van splitter in the mud year as well and last year like I stayed with my partner one night in a hotel and I came back and I'm so disappointed in myself I cheated like I fully cheated on Splendor not your partner not my partner <laughs> I cheated on Splendor <laughs> I stayed in the hotel with my partner but yeah, I, I think you got back at like what like, oh you had to get back super early like yeah morning. I had yeah. to I got dropped off because they were playing so they had to go to the artist area for sound check and they wouldn't so where they had to go was like in around the festival but because I didn't have the accreditation I couldn't get into the festival so they dropped me at the front and obviously like everyone knows the campgrounds through the festival yeah so they dropped me out the front but because the the festival site wasn't open yet it was like eight eight o'clock or eight thirty or something so mm. i had to wait till nine till they open the to the like actual site mm. for them to walk all the way through get back to my ca- my van and i was like this is a fuck around but i knew one of the guys at the front so i was just chatting to him the whole time but that was a bit inconvenient. However, I felt like I cheated on Splendor, you know, because I didn't do it right. So I will never stay at a hotel because it's not right. That's actually... I love camping. I've, it's the whole fun of it. That's a good point. Um, I've always camped. Mm. I don't think I've ever had... It was nice to have a 
proper shower though. I will put that out there. Oh yeah, and like not gag when you need to go to the toilet. Yeah, yeah that would have been nice, and not look at everyone else's shit whilst you. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Um, but like I'm getting, you know, I'm get about to enter my late twenties, mm. and I, I was talking to other people in like music media, and they're like, yeah, we're just past the camping. We've got a like we like staying at nope. hotels. I'm just like, nope. but. Even when I'm, you know, still doing this music media stuff, I'll still want to camp because it's like you get to meet some of the coolest people. Well, yeah, well, last year... Absolute fuckwits as well. Yeah. But, like... Well, we didn't go in together last year, so no. I was by myself and you were by yourself as well. And my neighbours were so nice. Yeah, Turns out we, had, we knew mutuals as well. Like, yeah. they were so much older than me, but they were so nice to help me set up my awning. Yeah. Beautiful people, and I just hung out with them, you know, and every time I saw them in the campground, I was like, neighbours! Because yeah. I forgot their names, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but they were really cool. They, like, so cooked you breakfast and shit as well. They had, like... They even, when they left, they gave me, like, a, bo- a small bottle of vodka. They gave me, like, some gas for, like, the little jet boil because we both accidentally did not sneak jet boils into the campground. We did not at all. Um, and I didn't have gas for mine, so they gave me some gas. And I was like, oh, legends. Really liked them. Shout mm. out to my neighbours at Splendour last year. I don't remember your names. I'm sorry. And there's so many stories like that. And, like, I think at hotels or whatever, it's just, unless you have, like, a really good crew, mm. but, like, camp campsite stuff's kind of half the fun. Yeah. Like, that's... You know, you you all talk about who you want to see and all that type of stuff. And, you know, sometimes there's been times in the past where it's like, I'll hang out more with them just because it could be they want to see more of the people. I want to see them, my mm. other mates. So, like, can't, like, I don't want to get into past festival age, mm. even, even if that's a thing where it's like, I don't know if there's ever an age where it's frowned upon to camp at festival sites. Nah, I will camp till the day I die. Yeah, see, I can't see. It's the only camping I enjoy. Yeah. Um, oh, see, I, I like camping, though. Yeah, but you've got a van now. Yeah, I have a van. And if it's I not was really in a camping. Tent, it'd probably be a different story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I think that's the best part. Although, I would enjoy some better toilets. But what can you do? It's three days, you'll survive. Yeah, so true. And I probably won't shit for those three days anyway. That's not healthy. <laughs> I think good add-on to Splendour because they're not I don't reckon Dom Dollar will be a headliner because he headlines Built Milk mm. so I reckon Fred again will be a good pick but they always have like especially if they're Aussie acts like if they're in the top five mm. they'll you like for the top 100 they'll usually play Splendour the next year Spilt Milk and Splendour run by the same though because I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure because I th- think they are, I could be so wrong don't quote me on it. Allegedly. I think they might be, which means if they if he headlines Spilt and they're the same company, he probably won't headline Splendour. Oh, I don't Although, think he'd headline it, but he could be like one of the second mm, acts. True. Because I think they'll go, it's, but that's another story. A TikTok commenter commented, and they've commented a few times, and they've said that, um, some people said it nicely, some people didn't, that <laughs> the Triple J era of festivals is over. And that people are moving towards electronic and dance acts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 50-50 on this. I'm not sure if that's the case because there's heaps of uh, little festivals around Sydney. I can't remember the name of it, but there's one that has tw- uh, capacity of 20,000. was sold out in 30 minutes. Wow. I'd say that's maybe Walker Ribbon was lacking a little bit was dance and electronic producers yeah. and DJs. So is that a thing? Like, I don't know if 
maybe just the balance of those type of acts into Australian festivals isn't right at the moment. Well, I like the festivals that are different state, like have different stages, mm. and have like a stage of that sort of music because then it, I guess, accommodates everyone. And that's what Laneway got right, mm. I think. Um, they had. Um, obviously the the big acts and then they had the dance stage we uh me and the uh, people i was with spent a lot of time at the dance stage and it was like some of the and it, like some of them weren't like full-on djs but had those vibes mm. um and the crowds there were some of the best of the day mm. so i really enjoyed that type of stuff um and i think you know the three different stages four different vibes i feel like a lot of other bands could incorporate that yeah you know for for splendor for example you could have your band stage like the amphitheater could be mm. your, your bands and then like one of the tens could just be dance music dance and then music. i don't know what the other one would be like maybe alternative or, or like even like just smaller acts and stuff yeah smaller acts yeah, yeah see i i definitely think that like people are going more towards that sort of music like a lot of my friends love like Fisher, love Dumb mm. Dollar, love like all of those artists, which I really like as well. But for, for me personally, I wouldn't really love, I wouldn't really go to a, a, like a festival that has a lineup of straight up techno and stuff like that. I, I wouldn't really love it. So yeah, it's kind of going to be sad if people like events and festivals do stop with like, you know, bands and that sort of Triple J scene of music. That would be unfortunate. But I think there's definitely a huge market for the dance, the techno, the house sort of music. Mm. And yeah, festivals and events should play on that as well as incorporating great like bands and stuff as well. Festivals always have to adapt and this is just mm. another time they have to adapt. Um, but, but if I'm like, if there's a really, really good DJ set or a really, really good band set and I have to pick one, I am picking the band. Yeah. But, like, I think people like uh, Rufus, Rufus to Soul, like, theirs is a, like, whole show. Like, it's not just them playing live. Where, like, I think there's just more to take in from a band's live show. I think it's more, like, kind of interactive. You get, kind of see what they're going through and experiencing with them. And I'm a bigger fan of that. But... Like, every so often, like, a what-so-not show. Like, man is just super talented mm. and, like, fully gets involved with everyone. So, people like that I really enjoy. Um, but I'm still going to lean towards uh, my favourite bands. But if a band isn't having their best show or a DJ isn't having their best show, it is more evident with mm. a band. Yeah. So, um, I think we've just got to get the balance right of electronic and bands and this is this is where it comes back to taking the responses that people give you and just go like a lot of people i, I wouldn't say the triple j error is over no not it's at been all. going for you know however long and they sponsor like every major festival but just you know a bit of a recalibration of of who needs to come play who they need to target mm. like fred again in australia again He's putting le- Easter eggs all over his Instagram. Hmm, yeah. Um, and people are going absolutely crazy for it. Yeah. Like we just, Taylor Swift just went and I thought all the craze had gone. But, you know, now it's a different genre of people that 
are kind of because the last time he was here he did all these secret shows and people were running yeah running to find this um where they were yeah. and because he's known for just doing pop-up shows anywhere um and his tickets sell out in like a minute but he does like the smaller venues so like i mean if splendor haven't targeted him mm. for, for for this year that ticks off like almost do, everything do you think he's big enough to be a headliner hell yeah 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 um, would you be happy with him as a headliner yeah 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 but like one of three i think you've got to have splendor would have to have like one electronic headliner I've, one like i've had international, a yeah and I've, then like one band i've had a lot of people for saying like oh doja cat will be like headliner they'll get someone like that i think they won't because of the fact that no international artist is going to play a festival like Splendor when they can do bigger on their own and, and a show on their own. So, um, and like, Doja Cat could because she's also a celebrity as well. But it's also like like Lizzo came. Um, yeah, but the show she she only played like I think it was like the Tivoli. Or something. I don't know. It was like she, she could have sold out River Stage. You know. Yeah, I just probably could have almost like yeah. if you win triple j topest hottest 100 you usually pay play the next year kendrick when he won he came and played the next yeah, year Yeah, true. so like and that's usually or they at least try and target them again yeah. we'll never see the fight like the, yeah. the lineup, progress yeah. of the lineup but i think i wouldn't be surprised if she headlined and i'd be very interested to see how the tickets go because like last year people put it up for being like you know too commercial and not having those real nostalgic feels or whatever so i just I know, I, i'd be more interested to see how quickly it sells out and if it sells out i know a lot of people were really disappointed with doja cat winning hottest 100 because she was like an australian and blah blah, blah. but also she won hottest 100 which means a lot of people voted mm. for her so i genuinely think if she was to headline it would do well and i know there'd probably be a lot of p people like complaining about it and yada yada whatever there always is going to be unfortunately but i think because she is like she's popular like it just is what it is she is like she's on commercial commercial radio yes but she's also played on triple j and artists like um, sorry, not artists, um, radio stations like that. So I genuinely think there would be a good like amount of tickets sold if she was to headline. For every every festival that sells out, everyone's, not universally, but pretty close to universally, agree that they're a decent headliner. Yeah. Last year, it was probably 50-50, and it's the lowest they had for a while. They didn't mm. sell out, and that was the first time since, like, 2013 But I don't think that was to fully blame on the lineup. I think it was also because of the mess of Splendour in the Mud as well. Oh, was yeah, there not... was definitely some Splendour hangover from that. Yeah. Like, people... I, I remember comment... Well, having... I think we were running TikTok then. Um, yeah, and, yeah. like, people just like, I'm just never going to trust them again, yeah. which sucks. Um, and <laughs> last 12 months probably hasn't helped no. people's trust in those type of festivals, but like exclusivity is an important thing. Mm. Um, and another TikTok commenter brought this up. Like if they had Fred again, exclusive, or Doja Cat, exclusive. See, the thing is though, great idea for them because people would do that. But for these big international artists, they have to make coming over to play a show worth it. So if Splendor's paying them enough money to make it worth it, great. However, Splendor probably don't have the money because especially because last year didn't sell out. Mm. So for these huge international acts, they have to make flying all the way over to Australia worth it. Um, so that's why they're putting on all these sideshows. Like, I'm, I know this is not an artist that a lot of our listeners will care about. You say Noel Khan or Zach Bryant. 
I'm going to just use Zach Bryan as an example. Ugh. As an example, because a lot of people were really upset at the fact that he did one Melbourne show. Yeah. One show and that was it. And people were losing it because they're like, you know how big you are. Why the hell are you doing one show? I just want to bring up the fact that this event had exclusivity. I believe it was probably like three months I think it was three months before and three months after the event, he couldn't play one Australia show. Mm. But this event was funded by the government, so they had the fucking money to pay him. Mm. I'm not going to say like how much it is or whatever, but they had enough money because it was government funded to pay him to make it worthwhile for him to come over and be like, hell yeah, I'm going to play that because you're giving me this um, you know, sum of money. And they had enough money to fund it for to make him exclusive so it was worth it but splendor unfortunately especially because they've had a run of not really great like the last few years not selling out they don't Mm. have the money to be like i'm going to give you so much that it's so worth it so you can come over here and only play splendor unfortunately they just don't have the funds for that right now well we don't really know if they don't have the funds or not because it's like they had so many successful years and it's like you don't we don't know what goes on behind Mm. the scenes and like what their owners are doing and, you know, what they've got um, set up for this year. So I think like, because I didn't, like exclusivity to me, I hadn't really thought about it until yesterday. And like that does play a factor because mm. I think wasn't Dom Fike only exclusive to Laneway? So one of their liners. And it's like, oh, so if I want to see him, I have to go to this festival. Yeah. So, and a lot of people would have purely gone for those acts. So I think you know, having that exclusivity and you've obviously got to pay more for that and the bigger festivals can do that. Um, But it's also like even maybe for the kind of secondary acts that are just below the headliners, if you can Mm. get them for exclusivity, I don't know how that would work, but like I I think that now it would have to play a factor. Yeah. Well, like don't get me wrong, these a lot of these bands that like Splendor would have an insane exclusivity. Like they would, they would be like, you can't, especially smaller bands that have like, that, you know, aren't costing as much, they would be like, you probably can't play, like, a show in and around this area or southeast Queensland for the next month. Like, yeah. it would be something like that. It would be insane. They probably do have it, but it's just, like, a money thing with these huge artists. Like, say, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to use this. I have, These numbers are not correct at all. But say if they're like, oh, hey, Dodge Cat, we're going to pay you a million dollars to come play Splendor. She'd be like, say, I'm going to go play all these shows. But... Like, for them, they'd be like, okay, we'll pay you a million dollars and you can play other shows You can't Australia. do, like, a Brisbane show or something. Yeah. Or they'd be like, oh, we're going to pay you two million. Oh, fuck, who knows. And you're exclusive to us and us only and you can't play any other shows. Like, the, it, it would be something like that and play and the management would obviously make the decision of whether, like, mm. it's worth it, it's not worth it, blah, blah, blah. Because they'll also take into account how much money they'll make at their own shows. Yeah. So it's like, say if Doja Cat played a show in each state these are again these are just fucking random numbers but say if she made fucking a million dollars at each show which i'm not saying she would at all but say if she did say if she made a million dollars at each show doja cat plays six shows okay let's just say she might do two less whatever let's say she plays six shows she sells them all out she's made a million dollars at each show there's six million dollars again these are just like fake figures and Splendor's saying, oh, well, we'll pay you $3 million to play in your Splendor exclusive only. She's like, well, why the fuck would I play that when I can make $7 million, you know, and do a show at each show? But again, like, when they um, come over to do a national tour, usually forget Perth, usually forget Adelaide, yeah, usually forget Hobart, yeah, Canberra never gets a show, 
it's always an east coast, yeah. you know, like Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, sometimes. sometimes yeah. um, Again, I'm just using this as an example, though, as in showing that, like, yeah. the, an artist will not agree to an exclusivity if they're going to make more money if they don't. Would she That's be, what I'm saying. Would she be a, um, uh, would she be a, like, stadium tour or would she... I don't know. I don't, see, that, that's, what, that's what I mean. We haven't had an artist kind of that blurs the lines between, like, Triple J and commercial mm. for a long time. So I don't know if, like, she'd feel it out. I think she would. But, again, I haven't really seen... Well, has she been mm. to Australia? Oh, like, she, didn't she come, like, four or five years I'm ago or something? I'm not sure. But, yeah, I'm not sure. If she... Like, what if it was, like, a Doja Cat, Fred again, and... Oh, what's it? Like, Catfish and the bottom of it. Huh. That would be really good. That, like, I feel like a lot of the quotas would be met there. I reckon they're going to, if they can, it'll be Catfish, for sure. See, I've, I put them in my... And I reckon they will do well. If Catfish is on that lineup, oh, sell it will se- it will do well, well. and that's because, like, they've just come back. They're just releasing new music. Mm. Like, if Catfish was announced as a headliner, and again, I've not looked at the calendar. Like, the people that go, oh, these people are playing on this one, these people are playing on this one. Like... I think Reading's festival that they're on, and that lineup's fucked. Like, it's very close to Splendor, hmm. but, like, people fly. I don't know if they'd want to have a break or if they've, you know, got commitments to others, but, like, I would be pulling out all the stops to bring them. And it's just, like, coming off a hiatus. We They used to come all the time, so yeah. for, like, people... Like me that saw him in like 2016, 2017, I saw him for the first time. And then the people that, you know, would only be seeing them for the first time. That's a lot of people that can, you know, buy tickets. And it would be interesting to see if a band like that would get people to buy tickets immediately and not rely on Tixel for last minute tickets. I think it would be really cool to see like a, like an old school band, like someone that like... Like, fuck Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. I know that they're not going to do it because something doesn't line up. I saw a TikTok on it. But a band like that, you know? Like, yeah, everyone's trying to get what's popular now. Everyone's trying to get what's popular now, which is great because you want people to, you know, enjoy it. But it also, I think it'd be so cool to see, like, a really big throwback band. That's why I put, like, I had... um... Someone said they reckon they'll get Kings of Leon. Oh, I've got but mixed like, feelings on that. But I, like, I don't know if that's it. Because that's more of the... They what they they went Mumford & Sons last year, and mm. that's like a similar type of... Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, they're two completely different sounds. Yeah. But, like, two bands that were very much in the commercial eye. Yeah. Um, big around the same time. So, like... And I feel like you'd have to go a bit earlier. Like, yeah. I'd be going, like, um, MGMT type type error mm. um i don't know i reckon like like when they had grinspoon play i was so excited but however i also did grow up in that music from my dad so i guess if people don't have like their parents or something that like brought that music into like their kind of like i mm. i don't know what phrase i was trying to look for just then but if they like if they weren't brought up or like didn't really know that type of music fair call like maybe you wouldn't want to go but for me like foo fighters red hot chili peppers like grinspoon those type of bands like i like like I saw Foo Fighters and they were sick. Mm, so it's yeah, like Foo Fighters would be awesome. Their show was like three hours. Like I was like, but Taylor this Swift is, is three hours. Like those oh, stadium ones, they are three hours. I was hours. standing and I was like, love this, great, but also like I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. It was like their encore was like five songs and I was like, oh, it's been two hours. Let me go home. 
No, it was amazing. It was so, such an amazing show. But, like, at the end of it, you would be like... Like, glad I went to that. It was fucking sick. My dad was like, are you kidding me? You're going to the Food Fighters? Because my dad loves the chats as well. He goes, the chats are opening. Mm. You're going to the fucking Food Fighters, and you didn't tell me. And mm. I was like, oh, sorry. Like, because my friend gave me the ticket. Mm. Sorry, Dad. Jesus. I FaceTimed him, though. He's yeah. a bit upset with me. But I just... I, think I don't know. It would be cool, I reckon, if they had, like, Freddie Ann, Doge Cat, and a cool, like, throwback band. Or, like, yeah. Catfish, Freddie Ann, and a throwback band. Yeah, I think... Um, or even have them as, like, a second headliner. Yeah. Know? Oh, no. Nah, I think I think you'd have to... If you're getting someone... Because they have three headliners, don't they? I think it's three. Because, like, last year they announced Lizzo super early, and yeah. then it was Lewis Capaldi, and then Mumford & Sons were the top three. I would have loved to have seen Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. I, I'm a huge fan of Lewis, and I've I've already seen him live. I haven't. They. I think he either. came 2024s, and that was like just as the um somebody used to love or can't remember the exact name. That was in that big. Yeah, when he was like killing yeah. it when he first. Came and out. he had like an afternoon set, and that was cool. So like, I uh, he I was keen for him and um Rainbow Kitten Surprise. That would have been awesome to see. But then obviously. They just couldn't have any luck last year with everyone pulling out for mm. different reasons, which, fair enough, stuff like that happens. But, like, I think last year they went all commercial headliners and I think they can't do the same this year. Yeah, no. I don't think all. that would work. So it's, like, different sections. So it's, like, even if you're not keen for all three, you really want to go for one and yeah. kind of cover all your bases. I think I think that would be good. Um, another point that a commenter brought up, let's be the last one, how many festivals do you reckon each state should have a year? It's this pretty comment, hard to put a number on it. This commenter, and this includes camping festivals, includes all of it, one festival per state per year. So, like, if Big Day Out, he, they brought up... Thank you, Chris, for bringing up um, yeah. this question. But Big Day Out once a year, and then they had... No, I think that was it. I think they Yeah, had, they just had Big Day Out. Just Big Day Out. And I was like... Their point was that they would get all the big acts and it'd be really great. Yep. But I was like, what about camping festivals? And it's just like, oh, the demographic doesn't, you know, yeah. um, go for camp. But I was like, I think it's good to have a festival every three months, like one of those big yeah. festivals every three months. So I actually had this conversation with um, like a promoter, like a like guy in the industry that I know. And uh, hopefully we can get him on soon because mm. he's got a lot of really good knowledge. And he basically said, he goes, Jazz, look at all the events popping up, not just festivals, but gigs and stuff. He goes... There is 52 Saturdays and 52 Fridays in a year, mm. right? He goes, those are your two days. He goes, there is a gig and there is a, not a festival as such, but there is a gig on every single Friday and Saturday night. It's like even in your own area, like just say just Gold Coast. There is a gig on every Friday and every Saturday night. He goes, plus your Wednesdays, your Thursdays, your mm. Sundays. He's like, think how much selection and variety there is. It's like people are having to decide now. So... It's a lot harder and it's a lot it's a lot easier for bands to tour and go to gigs and stuff like that because there's so much more options for them. So as a punter, like there's so much to decide on mm. and it's like that's why like some events are selling out and some aren't because it's like there's so much variety. So I think the fact that like so many people are starting festivals, so many people are getting putting on gigs, all this stuff is probably a contributor of why things aren't selling out because there's so much to pick from there is like something to pick every single weekend so maybe there should be less and i don't help i started my own festival so like <laughs> yeah i don't help in this situation but, but yours is like yours is like one of those smaller boutique like just kind of local type yeah where there's a lot of medium type festivals that 
unfortunately have had to cancel this year. Yeah. What in the last 12 months. And unfortunately, I, I don't feel like a lot of those will come back. So for the festivals that do survive, it'll be like, okay, great. The competition's gotten, you know, smaller. But then, you know, you're all going to go for the same type of headliners mm. and the same up-and-coming TikTok acts or Australian acts. So, like, it'll be survival of the fittest over the next, yeah. like, 12, 18 months. It's hard because, like, I think of, like, for us, we've, the festivals that I think of, we've got Laneway, yep. Brisbane, yep. Groobin, Sunny Coast. Yeah. Splendour, which technically is Byron, so it's, like, New South Wales, but it's still an oh, hour yeah. from us, you know, it's not far. Other than that, do we have any other huge events? Listen like, Out. Oh, Listen Out. Sorry. Oh, Listen Out, Wildlands. But Wildlands moved to New Year's now, so it's like... You essentially have one every three months. Yeah. And I think one every that's three months doable. is fine. And like listen out is more of a like hip hop dance mm, type festival. So they're changed, not they're not yeah. really having um, bands or any of that type of stuff. So you can kind of you know, they're kind of on their Yeah. On their lonesome out there. Don't get me wrong, like Splendor and that type of stuff still, you know, have those type of acts, but yeah. it's more of a different vibe. I'd kinda put Wildlands Sort of in that... In that same type of uh, category. Um, and then Laneway kind of dabbles in both. Mm. Um, so it's like, I think, you know, we've got the variety there. And it's like, there's what, five, four, four or five festivals there. And they're not all national tours. Yeah. Like, if you think the ones that are national tours, that's Wildlands, Groovin. But Re- Groovin's um, regional. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, having those big festivals just shows that like the national tours and you know Splendor's in one spot I feel like that's the right number for the amount of big festivals yeah maybe we just need a now this got said to me by and he said well fuck it maybe we just need a year of nothing that's what I was about yeah I was thinking and about I this was before. like which when he said that I was like no a year of nothing I'll cry but then it's like think how excited people would be if it's like you have one whole year of nothing you've you're so deprived of live music and festivals that as soon as the first one pops up you're like i just don't give a fuck who's on the lineup i need live music you know what if, i mean if festivals like just went on a oh, break and falls we forgot about falls Fall, yeah but falls isn't on yeah but that was an example if yeah. festivals weren't on for 12 months i think it would be a case of we didn't know what we had till it was gone yes and we would be like I think the smaller festivals would still be okay to run, but like, like the Gold Coast ones or if you, like a Newcastle one, like just those yeah. smaller, whatever. Like spaced out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they would be fine to run because like bands and acts have got to play somewhere mm. and they can't, you know, they can only gig so much. So um, those big festivals, like Falls, it'd be interesting to see if Falls comes back this year because they put... I don't think it will. I'm not... Uh, super positive about it. Yeah. Um, but like, like I don't they, think that's great, but I don't think it will. Yeah, they said they were going to have a year off. So, like, it, there was a few of those festivals that were like, all right, we'll have a year off and then come back. And maybe, you know, once you do have that year off, you have a bit more clarity. So, if they all did it, I don't want that to happen no. at all because a lot of people would lose their jobs for a year. A lot of people, like, a lot of money wouldn't go into, like, local economies, regional economies. Yeah. That would suck. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> it would kind of reset our industry yeah reset the minds for the punters and go all right yep frustration we had that we've kind mm-hmm. of put that to the side for a bit um and just come in with a new mindset yeah and just go all right we both want this to succeed we wouldn't have much to talk about yeah no. but 
Jeez, hope it doesn't happen. But it like we didn't think we'd get to this point where Groovin. Um, I didn't would... think we'd ever see Splendor not selling out. Yeah, um, so it's been a big twelve months for Aussie Festival scene. Yeah. Like that would be such a drastic change, and I don't want to see it happen. But we might get to that point where that'll happen, or yeah. it'll just be. It, we might get to that stage where it's one festival a year. Yeah. Like, because Laneway, they did really good numbers. So it could be Laneway for the year or it could be, yeah. you know, like what if they did like a... Um, I mean, like one camping, one big one just for a bit. Like like one not camping and one camping just for a bit. And then once they start building up again, we'd just add in the other ones too. Like what if like Laneway you have at the start of the year, that's good to start the year. Mm. Splendour is, you know, July. So that's a little bit after the middle of the year. And then a New Year's one. And then a New Year's one. So that New Year's and um, Laneway one's pretty close. Um, but like that's holiday season. That's yeah. summer season. So like... Like I love festival season. It's my favourite thing. It's like... Yeah, it's good. Like New Year's this year. Like I had... Well, I also work in a music venue, so it's like there was a lot of events going on there too. But it was like I had Wildlands and the next day was Spaced Out. And then the next day was Fortitude Musical. And the next day after that was Fortitude Musical. And then it was like we had all these amazing acts. And I was like, I was dead because I was so sick from New Year's. But that's but like, that's like the like, mindset. I love it. That's like, like the mindset to have. I thrived off it. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't want it to get to that point. But um, can you imagine if we had like that 12 months off? And then someone drops the like Splendor drops the lineup, lineup of the year lineup coming next week. You'd be that like, week. Whoa. It would be like counting down to Christmas. Yeah, like that would be. But do you also think it's like if the lineup wasn't good, people would be really upset? Because because we haven't had like say we didn't have a lineup for yeah. twelve months that the expectations and the bar would be set so, so high. high. So then it could have the other effect. Fuck. I didn't well, think that. Maybe if people just weren't so bloody negative all the time. No, critical's, just... critical's good. No, man. you can be critical, critical's but you good. don't have to be mean. Yeah, but... Then maybe people would just be grateful for... Oh, we're not going music. grateful again. Shut up. No, I'm saying if there was no music for a whole year... What, you couldn't I'm... even gig? You can, I don't know, do what you want. But, like, <laughs> I'm sure people would be super grateful if there was no music for a whole year and then they dropped, a, like, a lineup. I would be grateful. I'd be like, <laughs> you just Thanks. want to destroy like the live music scene in Australia. No, cold turkey for a year. <laughs> that's it. But at least it would be a case of like you'd be like, "Wow, I miss this." I would cry. So in the last two weeks, you've gone. Cost of living isn't an, isn't <laughs> an excuse, and live music's done for a year. No. Nice. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying that we should stop all live music. At all. I would never want that to happen. I'm the biggest gig junkie ever. I'm just saying that if it was to happen, I feel like we would really be grateful when it came back. Do you know what I think is so funny? Mm. Now, I'm not shitting on this lineup. I'm not trying to at all. But Snow Machine just got released for New Zealand, yeah, right? Yeah, I saw that. And I like the lineup. I'm not saying it's a bad lineup at all. I'm saying, though, if. Well, I've got it in front of me, sorry. If this lineup was in Australia. Right now, mm. people would be so angry. They'd be like, this is not good enough. But it's almost sold out in New Zealand. But New Zealand, their festivals, like, they don't have as much to choose from as what we do. And, like, yeah, the Australian, um, a lot of our Australian acts don't, you know, go over there as often. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not saying of because of the New Zealand audience. I'm saying the Australian audience. 
Because do you know how many Australians go to Snow Machine? I'm not talking about like New Zealand. You do what you do, what you do, boo. Like good on you. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about Aussies. Yeah. I'm saying that this lineup, people are like, you, you're spending, you're dropping a grand on flights. Mm. You're dropping almost two grand on a package if you're buying a package. But Snow Machine's not like, isn't it usually in Australia? No, it's New Zealand and Japan, Queenstown and Tokyo or something. I don't know. The Japan one's about to happen. And New Zealand just went on sale like a week ago. Um, but it's like almost... I'm sure there was one in Australia. Isn't there one in... Oh, fuck. I don't know. I've never been. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I've never been because I haven't had money. No, that's bullshit. I didn't even know about it. It existed until last year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was an, Austra- well, there was an Australian Okay, one. anyway, that's not the point of what I'm saying right now. I'm just saying... I think the lineup's good. It's got Tina Jad, it's got Old Mervs, it's got um, Angus and Julie Stone. Mm, I like the pick. lineup. It's a really good lineup. But right now, if that lineup was dropped here in Australia, people would be like, ooh, it's recycled, it's blah, 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 whatever like, they complain about and whatever everyone's being negative about now. And people would be like, I bet you wouldn't. it would not sell out. Yet people are probably dropping almost three grand to go to New Zealand and see this lineup and obviously it's the experience i don't i want to go because i don't want to get fomo because it's in the snow for five days that's fucking sick but what i'm saying five days yes yeah, five days five day event which confuses the me because the lineup's not that long there's not that many people so i'm like they must only have a couple people a day and then you spend the day like snowboarding and doing all that stuff so yeah it's like a huge holiday in one which is sick great mm. that'll be so much fun but i feel like if they drop that lineup here pete it wouldn't sell out but it's the fact. But then people see that lineup, and then obviously the holiday and stuff with it are happy to drop three grand to go over there. And well, do yeah, because it. it's a different audience, it's a different location. You don't know the capacity of it, so it could be a small capacity, especially with that, like on a frozen mountain. <laughs> like you obviously couldn't have sixty thousand people up there. Yeah, true. It's in a different country, so bringing all their acts from Australia, New Zealand makes sense. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm guessing that you're guessing that people are coming from Australia and going over. Oh, yeah. They so, are. I have so many friends that are like, let's go, let's go, Oh, let's and that's go. thousands of people, is it? Obviously, it's not. Oh, yeah, fuck. I don't have thousands of friends. I'm just saying that a lot of the people going over there will also be Australian. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few. Um, but the skiing would, like, and being in a different environment would play a huge part and oh, being yeah. in a different country. I feel like that would play a huge part. Do I think, like, I thought it was a pretty good lineup. I, I like the lineup. All I, all I'm trying to say is the fact that like people are blaming all these events for sell, for not selling out because of the lineup, and I'm just trying to say that like this is a lineup that if it was in a different spot and a different circumstance, it probably wouldn't sell out unfortunately. So I think like maybe events need to start adding something to it, doing other things as well because I think a lineup is not always the case anymore. I'm just saying, if it wasn't in the snow and if it was here, it probably wouldn't sell out. So I think it's like, I can't blame the lineup. I disagree. I don't know. I feel like what I'm trying to say isn't coming out right. We'll just... uh, you, you're thinking that like there has to be more than just a watching music component to these festivals. So like Snow Machine, mm. they have skiing incorporated in a different location. Like it's a different type of location. has a different vibe. Yeah. So it's incorporating those things that makes it appealing to the people wanting to go. Yeah. So where for just like a music festival, it's a music festival. You're going there to watch music. So the lineup plays a way, way bigger part than it would 
for something like Snow Machine. Like, mm. that's still a good lineup, but, like, that's not the only big aspect yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where, and your point was, you can't just blame the lineup. And on something like that, yeah, you're right. But for something here where we have a vastly different um, music landscape, mm. um, we have vastly more uh, festivals that go around here. Um, we have a way bigger population. Like we do, our national tours are huge. Mm. And, you know, you have to travel so far. Do you think if the same lineup was at Perisher, like Snow Machine at Perisher, do you think it would do as well? Is theirs five days? Like, if it was five days there Like, as I'm well? saying if it was the exact same event, but it was at Perisher instead of New Zealand. So, it was in Australian snow rather than New Zealand snow. Do well, you think it, it would, would do as well? It would depend what the capacity was. Like, I'm guessing if it was similar capacities, I think it probably would. Hmm. Um, but, like, again, we've been wrong about what punters would think and we've been hmm. right about what punters would think. So, it'd be interesting to see. I think that's where it used to be. Like, they're 100% sure there used to be an Australian one. Because I've had friends go. Mm, I don't think so. There's been snow festivals in, like, Perisher. Yeah. Snow Machine Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's given me snow machines. No. No, it hasn't been. Oh. Wonder. There's been other shows, yeah. though, in the snow, like festivals. And that would be cool. Like Japan 2020, New Zealand 2022, Japan 2024, New Zealand 2023. Yeah, so got there you go. I don't know what festival I'm thinking of. But, like, that would just add a cool aspect to it. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know what their, you know, campground situations would be like. Like, would you, you don't camp. No, it's like accommodation. So the packages are like your hotel, hotel, um, ski, like lift pass and stuff. Yeah. Um, ticket, blah, 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 blah. So there's like packages and then there's just the ticket. Gotcha. So, so they're like hostels, hotels, blah, blah, blah. I mean, staying in a hostel for a festival would be pretty cool. Yeah. But the thing is, the hostel ones are like, I want to say like 1100, they vary from like 1100 to 1500, whereas the hotels also vary from like 1200 to like 2000. Mm. So it's like, the hostels aren't even that much cheaper, yeah. honestly, depending obviously which one you stay at. But. And like, if you, you've got the money to kind of just yeah. spend an extra couple hundred, you might as well. 